Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. ago, it was Easter. We heard the gospel account from Matthew of the appearance of the angel at the tomb and the resurrection. Last week, we also got a story of Resurrection Day when we were in John's gospel. We heard about Thomas not quite being there. Uh, And then today, we're going to hear another story on the day of resurrection. This comes from Luke's account after after the appearance of the angel and saying he He's not here. This is what happens on the road. And so as we've been uh, illustrating the gospel, this story really comes to life as told through uh, a visual effect. So here is the story of the road to Emmaus. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Jesus said, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? Well, they stood still, looking sad. Then Cleopas answered, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have taken place? What things? said the stranger. The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. Now our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group, they astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they didn't find his body there, they they came back and they told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us They went to the tomb, and they found it just as the women had said. But they didn't see him. (laughs) Oh, how foolish you are, said the stranger, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Well, then, beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, the stranger, who was really Jesus, interpreted to them the things about himself in all of the scriptures. As they came near the village to which that they were going, he walked ahead and as if he were going on. But they urged, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and, and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Cleopas said to his friend, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? You know, that very same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 and their companions gathered together. Cleopas announced, the Lord is risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. 
Grace and peace to you, my friends in faith. Earlier this week, after I picked up Cora from dance, I had to stop for gas. And when we left the gas station, I pulled up behind two motorcycles who were waiting at a stoplight. I could tell that they were talking to each other, and it seemed like something was bothering them. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not like these guys were from the Hells Angels or anything, but one of the guys on the motorcycle just turned around and kept looking at me and started to, like aggressively waving at me to come to him. I froze. I wasn't going to come towards him. So instead, wouldn't you know, he gets off his motorcycle and walks towards me. Instinctively, I hit the lock on the door. <laughs> what on earth was he doing? I don't think that my apprehension or fear was misguided. I mean, there's been a lot of tragic news stories all week about devastating acts happening to people doing regular daily activities. Like a boy getting shot for ringing the wrong doorbell. A girl killed for turning around in the wrong driveway. Two cheerleaders shot for opening the wrong car, car door. Or our Pope County Deputy Josh Owens killed while arresting a man responding to a domestic abuse disturbance. Even a young girl and her parents shot by a man when a ball went into his yard. This is all just this week. It seems like loving our neighbor is losing ground to fearing our neighbor. Like we have a catastrophic loss of trust. We don't trust each other anymore. What's going on? Are we sheltered, siloed? Maybe we've created our own beliefs of our neighbors without getting to know them. So what can we do? Wayne Yee, an uh, advisor from Advisor Youth Services in British Columbia, says, when you build relationships, you build trust. And when you have trust, anything can happen. You see, the story in Luke's gospel today about these two followers of Jesus on the road to Emmaus relies on trust. It's about the trust formed when a stranger is encountered and the fellowship that occurs when that trust gets established. Now, as I mentioned, this story happens on the same day as the resurrection. This is still that miraculous day of Easter. And it's new news to these two guys on the road. They're still processing what has happened. And they honestly don't really know what to believe. They know Jesus wasn't in the tomb. They know that the women, like Mary, were told by a vision from angels that Jesus is alive. And they know some of their friends ran back to the tomb and confirmed that he wasn't in there. But, there's a but, they can't trust that someone that they saw die could now be alive. I mean, if you can't trust death, what can you believe? So here they are. They formed a relationship on this walk. They begin to trust this stranger. And now, when you have trust, anything can happen. Yet when this companion on the road finally speaks up, it's not quite the reaction I think they were expecting. I don't think they expected him to say, oh, how foolish are you? You are so, oh, oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. 
You know, I don't like being called a fool, and I'm not sure I would stick around to hear what this guy has to say. But they do, and they listen, and they hear all of the ways that the scripture was fulfilled by Jesus as he rose from the dead. They're now deeply invested in this relationship with this stranger. You know, at the beginning of this conversation, they thought they were the teachers explaining to this man what has happened, what they have experienced. How are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who doesn't know the news? Yet now they're the students. And they receive a lesson on how the Messiah had suffered and entered into his glory. And they trust each other. You see... This stranger's now become a friend. And so when they arrive at their village, it's a natural extension of hospitality. Please stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. And they feed the man. And it's through the breaking of bread that this new friend, they realize, is no stranger at all. But he's Jesus. The one that they've loved, the one that they've yearned to see alive, was there with them all along. Everything starts to make sense. It all starts to come together. They understand and they trust that it's really him. I led a leadership seminar last weekend with my unit in the National Guard based on the principles of Stephen Covey's speed of trust. In order to get people to come, I promised pizza, of course, right? Breaking a bread or pizza And so about a dozen of the medics showed up. And when I asked, hey, why did you guys come? Was it the topic? Were you really excited to just really engage with this topic of leadership? And they said, no, it was the pizza. (laughs) I was okay with that. But we talked after they had some food in them. And we started to talk about how important it is for others to be able to trust in each other and to be able to trust in them. And sometimes when we lose that trust, we need to be able to make it up, to restore trust. We talked about different examples. I especially wanted to understand how, as a medic, that trust could be lost or that trust could be restored. And so we we were talking about, well, what if one of your peers was loudly talking about the personal medical needs of another soldier for all to hear? Would you trust that peer to share your business with everyone else? Well, of course not. So they shared about how important it is to be able to maintain confidentiality, to not gossip behind other people's backs, to not get sucked into that water cooler talk where sometimes things can get negative and it's really easy to bash others. And we know that when we do that, sometimes we lose that trust. Trust can be built on our words and our actions so that other people know that they can depend on us. The medics also shared about how frustrating it can be when people don't listen during a training session or do the absolute bare minimum requirement. It can hurt the team when a few people aren't committed to meeting the expectations and the results. Just think about it. When everyone is working together, trust provides winning results. So I asked them, what do you do to be trustworthy? I asked, what is that about yourself that others can see as trust? Covey in this material called that integrity. Do our actions match what we believe? One way that this can be lived out is through relationships. 
being connected and showing others that they're important to us. We talked about how these medics, you know, as leaders, it can be really important to affirm and provide feedback to others, to, to be able to help other people grow, but also to be able to lift each other up. And when we do that, that builds up confidence and a strong team. Covey describes it like this. We must communicate to people that their worth and their potential so clearly that they come to see it in themselves. Which brings me back to this encounter on the road. You see, Jesus isn't recognized immediately by those disciples. I think about the walk along the road that they have as being an important and formative time to build that relationship with Jesus. As then Jesus is then encouraging them so that they can fulfill their calling after he is identified. These two disciples have to tell Jesus, this stranger, all of the things that have happened. And it's when they see that it is Jesus that they are the ones who are then having to go back and confess to the other 11. Wow, we have seen him. We have seen the risen Lord. All of the things that we've heard, we now know to be true. And Jesus has shown them the potential. He's given them confidence to be those messengers. They can finally see it in themselves. Despite their doubts that Jesus was alive, they've gained his trust by listening. And then they've invited him into their home. They've done all of these things that Jesus would want them to do. And he's built up this trust through revealing himself at the meal about who he really is. Jesus wants us to see him in all of the people that we come into contact with. Think about that. As we leave today, the neighbor, the stranger, the coworker, the friend, even the one who really gets on our nerves, the gossiper, the one who isn't a team player, each of those people we encounter is an opportunity to encounter the risen Christ in our lives. Will our actions be kind? Will our words carry patience and tolerance? Will we think about that each individual we meet is encountering Christ in the world? So what did I do? You're like, he didn't finish what happened. There had to be something. What did I do when the dude on the motorcycle came and walked back and, and, and encountered me. After I hit the lock on the door, I reluctantly rolled down my window. He needed to tell me something. So he looks and he's like, hey, our two motorcycles don't weigh enough to trigger the sensor for the light to turn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He needed me to be a trustworthy neighbor and to pull my car up behind him and his buddy. And by working together, we'd get the sensor to change the light together. Didn't see that one coming. So I did. I nudged forward. It wasn't close enough. He's like, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm getting so close to him that I can smell his cologne. I'm like, there's no way in any context that you would ever, ever, ever get this close to a motorcycle. But in this particular moment, this was the right 
thing to do. And within seconds of me doing this, the light turned green, and the two of them started celebrating like we did it. (laughs) They turned back and waved and thanked me. And they turned left, and I went straight, and they vanished. We are the disciples on the road. Our words matter. Our actions matter. What will our neighbors think when they see us? We've got plenty of excuses to fear. But our neighbors need us to model trust. What will our neighbors find when they stop and talk to us? What will a stranger be able to tell when they see us along the way? I hope that they see us as a reflection of Jesus. That through each and every one of us, they will know who Jesus is. Through refugee support, through caring ministries, through a community concert, through all the ways that we pray, through all the ways that we serve, through all the ways that we care. Because through it all, it's Jesus that we can put our trust. And we are the messengers to that truth. We have a green light to go share the good news. Amen. these words will strengthen you as you live out your daily life. If you would like to know more about Faith Lutheran, leave a prayer request, or financially support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.